you know, I was talking to a really smart sister the other day and she said, I don't know, people just don't know how to be human anymore. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's what it is. Subhanallah. So many of us are going through so many things. Have you noticed the difficulty that we have communicating with one another, understanding one another, like showing up in public spaces, looking people in the eye, um, you know, turning our video cameras on, like the, the entire connectivity of human to human has been such a huge problem. But what most people don't realize, it is hitting us to the core. Being alone, feeling unsupported and all that stuff really, really has taken a toll on our humanity and because of that we're suffering so many things that we're struggling with and we're going to get into all of that today with a very very special guest who's an absolutely beautiful soul and talented being i cannot wait for you to meet her and talk about this important topic Just before we start, a shout out to the Thrive Muslim Sisters. Um, yesterday, we did a deep dive where we opened up one of my most famous courses, Muslim Marriage Lab, and I went behind the scenes and I answered sisters' questions by showing them where they are inside of the course and also answered a ton of personal questions. That replay will be up in 24 hours inside of the Thrive Muslim platform. Do not forget to check it out, number one. And the last one is we have two things that are up right now that are closing in five days. One of them is our free Muslim Marriage Lab class. I put links below for that if you want to check that class out. It's out of the four areas you have to know to find a spouse and also join our full course. This is the last time of the year we will have this course open and then it will close. If you want to catch that again, the link is below. Let's get to the podcast. Hello, Sama Alaikum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you each week on topics that women want to talk about. And today I have a special guest, as you heard from the intro, and I'm really excited to talk about um, a little bit deeper of the journeys that we go through as women. I know so often you all love when we talk about some of the stories and things that we go through and kind of that connection and understanding that I'm not the only one feeling that, going through that, dealing with that. And so we, today's special guest, I feel like is just incredibly down to earth and just such a beautiful soul. And she writes amazing poetry and she's got so much going on and she does so many wonderful things for the community. And we're so excited to have her on because I think she is just going to give us an excellent um, understanding of kind of like what's going on in the scene with our women. And we're going to get into a lot of topics, inshallah, but I'll let her introduce herself. Today we have Sister Dunya Muhammad. So Sister Dunya, assalamu alaikum. How are you, my love? Alaikum I'm good, alhamdulillah. It's a pleasure to be on here and speak to everyone. My name is Dunya. I am 20 years old. I just finished my third year of college. I'm studying English literature, inshallah, pursuing um, a degree that will eventually get me to become a professor later on in life. I am also a poet, like you mentioned. <laughs> I love writing poetry. It's been a part of my life since forever. And even more um, to be specific, I write poetry that oftentimes has to do with Islam or my journey you know, with the dean, um, and I got that from my grandpa, Allah who is actually um, a scholar, so. Subhanallah, subhanallah. And it's amazing because now you're able to bring a lot of that knowledge, but with like present day stuff that's going on, which there is a lot that's going on. And alhamdulillah, you know, it's such a crazy time right now <laughs> on so many levels with women. I don't even know uh, where to begin, but I would say is 
Subhanallah. Um, I wanted to just have the audience just hear a little bit more about yourself because when we have been going through the past couple of years of transition, and I was thinking about something that we were talking about earlier with like COVID and just the 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 being um, isolated from people and then diving into social media where it can be a little bit toxic and then like finding your place and who you are and in the community or like what your future is going to be like, your spouse, like the journeys that we often go on alone are in like almost an unspoken way. And so subhanAllah, I was thinking about just um, maybe giving us a little bit of background on yourself of kind of like some of the things that you can see like trending and going on with women in the past couple years in terms of like what we tend to go through. I mean, subhanAllah. So um, a lot of the time when I think about this and I think, oh my God, like I'm only 20. And I just think back from when I was just 18, just getting out of high school. I got out of high school at 17. Um, and I, I'm class of 2020. So I'm, I graduated high school in the height of the pandemic, subhanAllah. So I felt like I couldn't, I wasn't able to accept this new, not identity, but this new part of my life because the past one, you know, has it been closed? And then when, with COVID, you know, especially for like my class where none of us had ex, uh, expected it to, you know, come and come so quickly is that I quite literally felt like I forgot how to be human. I forgot how to be a part of a community. I just, I forgot how everything went. So in order to cope with it, I thought to post my poetry for the first time, you know, on TikTok and whatnot. And subhanAllah, before I knew it, um, a couple of them, you know, went viral. And and most of these poems, especially the ones that went viral, one of them was about the hijab. And the second one was about how um, sometimes I felt unworthy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's presence. Um, so for me to see these two poems specifically, like, were the first poems to really set off this poetry thing. I was not shocked, but that feeling of knowing that I wasn't alone, that was kind of my first form of community outside of social media at the time um all I had was my lacrosse team and you know my high school um outside of that and my high school we weren't there wasn't a lot of Muslim there, uh, let alone a lot of hijabis so I always I didn't know where I kind of stood in in society up until I started to see um more women and just more people in general whether it be like you know brothers or sisters relate to these poetry it made me feel like I was building my own community and so that's kind of how like the whole social media thing like kind of started. Um, and then subhanAllah, the more I wrote, the more people started to relate. And, and that was literally my first encounter with kind of getting back into the world. Because when COVID hit, I was, I I feel like just like everyone, we all just fell into a hole and it was really, really hard to crawl out of that. And it's funny you say that at some level, I feel like, did some of us never crawl out of the hole? I feel like there's this really weird thing that happened after COVID. It was almost like there was COVID and then there was like post COVID. And it was almost like people had some issues with like mental health, but they didn't have issues with mental health before, or they never experienced certain things at certain levels. And it was almost like people didn't know what to do with those feelings and emotions. And then they lingered. It was almost like the residual, you know, effects of COVID. And then I saw like, people start to change. I saw things, people start to get more uh, agitated. People start to get more lonely. And I think I, I talked on one of the podcasts about this, you know, in the UK, they actually made a minister of loneliness because people have such a loneliness problem right now. And, and like you said, we're almost forgetting how to be human. And I feel like that's what happened, right? People got so isolated, even when they were allowed to go back with each other, 
it was just at a whole nother level. So I don't know. What did you see in relation to like what I'm mentioning? I mean, actually, subhanAllah, now that you say that, um, academically, like when I look also at it academically, nowadays, like most of us prefer online classes because we don't know how to be in classes anymore. Um, when we're registering, we're always trying to find that one online. And even even deeper, we, we try to find the class that's asynchronous. So like the professor just posts the work and when we get it done, there's no like communication with like anybody, including the professor themselves. So once I like saw that happening, I never thought I'd be like that that person who would also do that. But I do find myself trying to also search for online classes rather than being in person um, because of that, like prior to prior to COVID, I was I was a lot more outgoing. I was a lot more loud, I guess you can say. And then coming back from COVID, I guess you can say I kind of became calm I got shyer I would not be able to start conversations first I would not speak unless I'm spoken to like that used to literally be my like phrase like I would just let people know be like I don't speak unless I'm spoken to because I just couldn't not that I couldn't I just didn't know how to be in front of people anymore and I have that eye contact problem I don't know how to look people in the eyes when I'm talking to them so for me I was like I alhamdulillah like through social media and then through um which I guess we'll get to later on through finding my own community I was able to kind of get out of that and I and I still am and alhamdulillah my my friend group and, and the sisters that surround me are very understanding of my personality very understanding of what makes me comfortable and what's not and when I can get out of my comfort zone and when I can't and so whenever I'm with them I, I feel a lot better about that but no the COVID definitely like impacted a lot of um, a lot of people and their personalities and I'm I'm also one of them um, but alhamdulillah yeah there are people who I see and including my own siblings who I feel like are still kind of stuck with the being just at home not wanting to get out like even when we would go out to resorts I would see them constantly be in the hotel rooms because I feel like like I said, like they've kind of forgot how to communicate with other people because of this whole COVID thing. It's like they now I feel like just for as long as we can remember, it's, it's just been this way. And it's only been like, I think, what, three, four years. Yeah. And it's not even that. I think now that you talk about it, it's the fact that so many other things that we normally would do face to face have changed. Right. Like because, for example, even me, like um, I homeschool now with my own kids. But the thing is, I used to before I'd go to the offices, talk to people hand in the paperwork. Now everything is 100% like send it in by email. Like don't talk to us. They don't even want phone conversation. Everything is digital email. Um, and so I think even the day-to-day -day stuff that we do has been changed. Like you said, like the college classes before, because I'm old school. I used to go everything in person. There was no online stuff when I was, you know, in college. And so what happens is then it was like, a little bit, some weird colleges had a couple online classes or you'd have to like find random call. Now it's like, everybody has them. And subhanAllah, that was such a huge shift. So like you said, now people have that option. So even as we're trying to find our way to being more human, like you said, and, and social again, it's like, but there's so many ways not to be still that it's almost too easy not to be. And that's what I wanted to ask you about next. Like this being alone, this not being able to, um, whatever it is, be with other people, eye contact, talk to me, like, what are your thoughts about the long-term kind of like damage or ramification for our women on that because I talk to women all over the world and I talk to them on different topics and I see it like I feel it's creeping in everywhere like in your perspective like in your friend circle or what you've seen on social media like where do you see that not communicating affecting them in a negative way in other spaces in their life 
I mean, not I'm like I'm not gonna generalize women, but I am speaking on my own behalf. But like as Dunyan, as a woman, as a Muslim woman, um, I love connection. I love human connection. I long for connection. I love heart to heart conversations. I love getting to know people. Um, and even with COVID, even though that like made a whole shift in, in how I do that, um, as Dunya, I felt like I don't know how to be necessarily alone in a sense where for a very like isolated, like mentally isolated. Um, I feel it is very, very harming. Like I've had my own journey with, you know, with mental health. But subhanAllah, I feel like just as Dunya and as women and Muslim women to be specific, we long for for connection. We long for sisterhood. You know, it's in our deen. Um, we're meant to have that and so without it um, not only do we tend to get lost but we tend to kind of try like to get to that connection you know through other ways and, and ways that are not necessarily like right or halal and that's personally what I've seen is that when 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 sisterhood is not built right um, that connection is sought in another way like it's still sought but just in another way and that's kind of how I've seen it with social media especially during covid is everyone was longing for some form of connection everyone had time that they did not know what to do with and so that's where social media came in where tiktok went viral where trends were happening and some very very silly trends that we even look look back at and we're like how do we do that so for me it's like if community is not properly um built um within and like internally and externally I don't know what the world could be like. Like I, before I found my community, I was a completely different person and I did feel like I had to do everything by myself and that it's it's just me against the world. But now it's like I, I have people who I can go through things with or, and I have people that can not only bring me back to reality, but it's also humbling to know, to hear their experiences and what they're going through and kind of realize that not only am I am I not alone, but there are people around me who are also going through worse. And it kind of it does like kind of humble you and make you feel like, OK, alhamdulillah, that I'm not going through that. So that has been like my experience with it. But I just cannot imagine like the world like I cannot imagine myself without my community. Now, I don't know. I feel like I just completely lose myself. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to get to that in a second, because I want to talk to that piece, because I love the fact that you found like your people, and then you were able to see the difference. And it's funny that you're talking about that, because so last night, actually, very late, I came home, because I went to a wedding, and the wedding was really far out in the city, but it was because it was one of like my past students. And like, I think I come from that generation where everybody did everything in person, but then now I also have to be like, just like you, like, you know, half online or online, everything and blah, blah, blah. And subhanAllah, now back in the day, I'm talking like, I don't know, 2008 or something, I was teaching in the masjid and I was teaching like a halakha for preteens. And then I would start to teach the preteens and then I would teach the moms. And then the moms had more kids and I was in the community for a long time. So then the next group of sisters would come up and everything like that. And subhanAllah, so I want you to imagine th these were girls that grew up in person every weekend, or I would take them on trips and I would do stuff with them. And many times they would pull me aside and they, we'd have like heart to heart talks, like you said, and, and I would teach them different Islamic things and everything. Alhamdulillah. And then we all parted ways, right? They went off on their own, they did college. And now one by one by one, they're all inviting me to their weddings. And that's really great. And I see their moms, but alam, like last night I was there and I was with the women and everybody now doesn't have any of this anymore. Cause I guess at that point, whatever, all the, the community activity 
activities were gone. And subhanAllah, one by one, they were pulling me to the side, like, oh my gosh, you know, I have nothing anymore for that. And subhanAllah, you can see like everybody's happy to each other's faces. But the minute you pull somebody to the side, they're like deeply going through something. And only if they knew me enough, could they say that to me where otherwise everybody, you know, in there is just going to, you know, keep living life. Okay. I'm here. We're celebrating, go home, smiling faces, but like Allah Island, because I had had so many physical experience, face-to-face human, you know, like old school um, people instantly could pull me to the side, even though they themselves are like of this generation and don't, do in person anymore but they had at one point they could pull me aside real quick and be like I really need to talk to you like this is really hard for me and subhanallah I was thinking about that like do you do you feel like um like for women that now that they they want to do that but they've mostly had the online experience or mostly had the isolated experience like how do you think women could better open up like, what do you feel like is needed in this time? I know we need community, right? But there's this big gap right now, right? Imagine that the problem we have to solve, right? There's this big gap between having a community that's going to be supportive. Okay, cool. We have something like that here and there. But then like the women who are not used to opening up, now they got to go sit in that community. Now it's like awkward. You know what I mean? Like, so there's women who actually want to make that leap. And so as the women who are listening in the podcast, I want them to kind of hear some words of advice. So you went from one to the other. So before we get to like where you are now, I want to talk about transition for a second. For the women who want to open up and they want to do that, but they're struggling, like what helps you? What advice could you give them for that transition piece? I mean, subhanAllah, when you talk about halakas and sitting in the circle and gaining knowledge, I didn't have that until post-COVID actually. So for me, like my journey with that, it, it was a little different from missing it to like kind of regaining it. For me, I I wasn't a part of halakas. I wasn't a part of any like masjid community up until after COVID. So the way that um that I experienced that that sense of community was was very different. But it was very very hard at first. I actually I kid you not. I'm going to be honest. The first time that I joined a halaka circle. Um, I was actually on the side tearing up because the way that all of the sisters were sitting together, they knew each other. This was right like when COVID was like we were still mask mandated. Um, And I was just tearing up because I felt like I cannot belong with them because they just they know each other so well. And I'm kind of like the outsider. And that's how I felt for for a couple of months. Um, But the way that I had to do it is that I knew I knew how important community was and I had to kind of not force myself, but little by little get myself to come and sit down with them. And subhanAllah, they're actually all very friendly. Like, um, I mean, alhamdulillah for me, they were they were very friendly people. But that initial, that initial reaction of just seeing them, I was very overwhelmed. I felt like I didn't belong with them just because I didn't know them. Um, so for me, what happened was specifically for this is that those halakas did start online and I would attend a few here and there. I would recognize a couple of names, recognize a couple of voices. One of my closest friends was actually a part of these halakas and I recognized her in person. I kid you not, just because I heard her voice and I was like, I know that voice. And I turn around and I just say her name and I'm just like, oh my God. And she's like, oh my God. So for me, the way that I would kind of advise people to ease into it is if they can find those online halakas even like with through your apps through thrive muslima i when i was on the app i i've seen how that can be that transition for people is to 
if you're a very, very shy in person, then you there are resources online to kind of, there are virtual halakas, there are virtual communities that you can start out with. But I also recommend them being kind of your local community so that if you like, you can also kind of experience that in person, person take it step by step until you kind of get there. But you also are going to need to push yourself to want to be a part of it because everyone post COVID forgot how to communicate. So you're not, you're not even the only one. Like it's, there's always going to be the awkwardness in the beginning of anything you really do in life. Yeah, it's so true. You almost like have to get over it or expect it's going to happen. And you know, what's funny? I think what also really helps is if you go into that space and people are really kind or vulnerable themselves, like you were saying, like they were really nice. Like, in, like you were saying inside of Thrive, like what happened is when I first had started it up, a lot of people wouldn't talk at all because everybody was really afraid of being judged. Like, okay, you guys are more religious than me, or you guys have it more together than me, or you know this stuff and this content better than me, whatever we're learning and blah, blah, blah. And everybody was like really afraid to speak up. But what happened was after women were, and that was like, I don't know, two years ago or something when I had first started, but now because women had been there for a while, they slowly would open up. So then we have this like couple different batches of women. So now there's like the first, first set of women and then the second set, which are way more vulnerable. So then when like new women come in, the other women are like, so I want to talk to you about yesterday and how like I missed all my prayers and I felt so guilty, but then I remembered I need to do this. And then she would just advise herself and, and share with everyone else, like her big screw up and like exactly what she remembered from the Quran that helped her do it. And that, that let other women go like, oh, so there's like no perfection here. Like I could just be whatever. So I feel like even in the space you're talking about, like, I'm sure you guys would talk about all types of thing. And I feel like the more vulnerable and real we are with each other, the more it allows other people to feel vulnerable and real and then everybody could be like okay this place is safe I can I can hang out here for a bit more don't you feel yeah no subhanallah the more you say that the more like I also see it happening um when we have one of our halakas and it's like 14 plus so you kind of get a variety of different ages and it's always like one hand up and once that person says something that's you know a little more you know kind of deep a little more personal you start to see all the other hands go up and it's like subhanallah like it always takes that one person to raise their hand up for everyone else to also have something to say and it's also the same in college and community especially you know us here like you know we live in new york um going to college in new york is not easy and when you find that community you find that little group of hijabis it's like the best thing ever but it al- always takes that first person mm, no for sure and i feel like women like as we're transitioning now into like community, I want to say to to all the women listening, and I'm sure you can relate to this too. Sometimes you think that you're there and you're the one who needs, but sometimes because you're like, oh, you know, I don't have as much to share or whatever. Or I'm not ready. I'm not there yet. But the one, sometimes like the one thing you say that day just hits someone else. And it's like everything they needed to hear. I know like every time I go and I speak or do any kind of speaking, I always say like the du'a of Musa, you know, where Allah, where he says like, untie the knot in my tongue, you know, like, so he's just like, untie the knot in my tongue because he always feels like he's not going to, you know? So I ask Allah to untie the knot in my tongue and I ask Allah for the other person to have a soft heart, to to hear what I'm saying and understand. And this is what Rasul he would do. And so subhanAllah, so I always tell the women, look, you have a lot to offer. Like, don't, put yourself down like and and many women like sometimes Allahu Alam says like I had women come in to thrive and they were suicidal I took them under my wing and I was like look I know you think you have nothing to offer and you are in need, but I promise you, you are not. And so when they found purpose in sharing with other women, now some of them are like 
team leaders inside of there because they actually had so, so much, but they were on the verge of giving up on everything. But the minute they realized they had so much to offer other people and they saw the people going, oh my gosh, sis, thank you so much. That was so great. Oh, you reminded me, oh, I needed that today. I was having a really bad day. You picked me up. They were like, oh, I have something to offer the world. And I feel like so many of our women have that, but they undervalue themselves. They don't realize that like, like on the podcast, I'm constantly telling my stories, right? I'm sure Danielle, like a million stories you could tell that like everyone would be like, oh my gosh, that's me. Or like, yeah, totally. And the thing is like, we have so many like vignettes or small stories within ourselves that we could tell. And I love how you do them in poetry almost in a way, like little pieces of yourself. Like if we did that more earnestly as women, I think we just have such a better community, just the more honest we are. And I wanted to talk in this last part about that, about the community with you. Like, um, tell me about like the community that you're in now. And because you've found kind of your, your people, quote unquote, or whoever, like you feel really supported by now, what has that allowed you to do for yourself or how are you able to kind of like live differently because of that? I mean, it first started, like, I'll be honest, I'll go back to kind of like high school because like I said, I graduated in COVID. And so at that time, I, because I didn't have that tight Muslim community not even Muslim I just did not really have like I had friends alhamdulillah but you know everybody was just doing their own thing we didn't have anything that would kind of ground us together and so I did not know what what it meant to be a part of a sisterhood or what it meant to be a part of a community and so I first like I, I said I, I did find it online because everything was virtual it's not like I really had much choice at the time but I decided that I'm just going to join this one halakha and kind of see how it goes. My intention wasn't even to really become a part of the community. I just had time to waste. And, you know, subhanAllah, I see with a lot of Muslims, especially youth, a lot of youth Muslims, is that COVID was very eye-opening um, for us in terms of our journey with with the deen, with um, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with the Quran, with, with our ilm. Um, and so... A lot of people started practicing Islam during COVID, and I was one of uh, I was one of those who really, really started um, to connect more, you know, with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala during COVID because I felt like, yani, it was it was very much a mercy from Allah. But prior to that, there was so much going on in the world that I didn't really have time to just sit down, and and connect. And so I started joining these halakas, and even in college, we they were doing um, before I started to get involved. They were doing online sisters halakha and I just started joining them. And then, like I mentioned, I started to recognize names. I started to recognize voices. And I was just amazed that this is something that I missed out on, that people can gather together and and kind of talk, talk about what makes them really them. You know, like Islam is like that one, that one thing where like you're walking in the street, you're a hijab, you see another hijabi, and it's like assalamu alaikum, like you already have um a sort of connection with that person already you have something that you both can share um and so I didn't understand that up until I started joining these halakas that slowly transitioned back online and then once uh back in person I mean and then once I was back in person I was just I took all of it in like my first time going back into the masjid all of it tears first we all of it tears first halakha all of it tears because I was like subhanallah like i it's it's like you don't really you don't know how much you want something kind of unless it gets taken away and I feel like that's what like Muslims all around the world kind of experienced that first Ramadan without but we had the masjid uh, everyone was heartbroken but subhanAllah everyone got something out of it 
Um, and so for me, it was it was finding that those sisters in my masajid and in my college, in my MSA, I've had amazing friends that, you know, subhanAllah, now they just graduated and we're all still very, very close, um, you know, figuring out life together, talking about everything like Islam and, and life and careers and, you know, what we plan to do and some of them even getting married and having children. So for me, prior to COVID, not having that versus not having that, like I said earlier, I can't imagine who I would be without it. They, these sister, these sisters that I found, they are not only there for me, but they kind of understand me just, just by my presence. Like they know when I'm upset, they know when I'm happy, they know when I want something, they know when something is making me uncomfortable. They just and they value me and they value my work and they value like everything I do. And to me, like that was, that was such a new thing for me. Like I didn't, I didn't know that existed um, before, you know, finding them. So it, it's, it's potentially because of like my lifestyle before then, like I was not, like I mentioned earlier, I wasn't the most practicing but on top of that, because I did go to pub public school and whatnot. Um, they don't necessarily like I don't know I barely had any group projects I didn't I didn't there were no connections I just you kind of go to school and then you kind of leave the only um the only form of community that I had was my my sport and you know alhamdulillah I'm very very grateful for them because I feel I feel like if I didn't have that and then I didn't transition into the person I am today with my community and being able to serve them I honestly like I don't know where I would be um, even with my mental health because I, I do also struggle with my mental health a lot so knowing that I have these sisters knowing that I have a community that is is right there with me it does make me feel a lot better and it also makes me feel like I have a lot to offer because I was also one of those who felt like I had I had nothing to offer and at one point I thought my poetry was very stupid and I didn't like it and I was trying to knowing that people can relate to it and ask me for advice and tell me that it helped them um, it's it's so crazy to me. Yeah, no, I could, I could totally relate. And it's really good for me to hear that somebody, especially at your age, ready, you found community. And I, and I feel low key, a little guilty because I know at the same time, women who are listening to this podcast, cause it's worldwide. Some of them don't have any community and they're, they're going like, some are going like, yeah, um, yeah, I could totally relate. That happened to me too. And then some are going, I wish I had that, like, oh, I don't have that. And then they're going to start to feel bad about that. So I want to say to those sisters, um, a lot of times we're not aware of everything that goes on. Like I had a conversation with a sister the other day and I said to her, um, you know, what do you do locally? And then she was like, well, you know, the closest mosque is like 40 minutes away. It's hard for me to drive there. It's like, she was telling me all the reasons it was awkward and it was far. And then I was like, but sis, like, what if you went there and you just volunteered like once a month there, twice a month there, like you got involved in anything that was there. You didn't have to like come and sit in the mosque and feel awkward. Like you could actually go there with a purpose. You can call up and find out. And so subhanAllah, I even connected another sister with another um, center that was doing some like, like hot meals or something. And she was like, oh, it was such a great entry point because like, even if they don't have classes or they, whatever it is, like you can get in in any possible way, but most people just like, don't want to get started. So I would just say like, 
say that with the blame of shaitani regime, like dive in and just try to look up a, a volunteer opportunity or a class or something you can go in that doesn't have a crazy amount of commitment. So you don't have to like hype yourself up. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do too much. Like to make it super easy for yourself. Like it just like that easy entry point and just get up in there. And then for those of you I know who always tell me they're really far, um, I will say only because I know, again, I don't want to leave on like a negative note for anybody. Um, you know, when what we have, we always have like, things going on for women. So you're more, more than welcome to DM me anytime, find out. And I actually wanted to give a shout out because we're um, releasing this podcast during the time of the Hijjah. Um, I wanted to actually give a shout out to all the women that are doing the Hijjah challenge, that are doing the Quran challenge. There's so many women inside of these things right now. And I want to say, if you are that person right now who feels like, I want that. Um, like definitely, definitely you can DM me or you can go on our website. Um, and I think there's like a, it's like a free entry point where you can go in and you can get in there for free and talk to the women. And you can maybe even join the telegram challenge they have right now. They have one going on with the sisters and, um, shout out to all the women we just met in the New York meetup recently. And that's the other thing, Danielle, like I actually imagine like every day you're on these things with women, but then you actually go and meet them in person and eat in a restaurant with them. So that was actually really surreal for us because we were like, we're eating, we're staring at each other. We're looking across, we're hugging, even to hug a sister that you've talked on like the internet with. Like, I know when you were talking about, you saw that girl in, in the Holocaust and then you saw her in person. It was just so crazy. We kept going like, this is so crazy. Like, this is so, I see you, you're here. So, I mean, like, like if you're able to do any type of human contact with other sisters, it's really important guys. Like sometimes we feel there's something wrong with us. It's not, it's that we're missing. I, I think Dunya said it before, she said it beautifully. Like we forgot how to be human. Like we're missing our humanity. Like it's totally normal to want to like hug somebody and feel hugged. I know it's like this awkward experience. Even now people like don't come on camera anymore. Like back in the day, like you come on camera. There's like, nobody wants to do anything anymore. And it's like, you have to feel like, like there's nothing wrong with you and you have something to offer. So alhamdulillah, it was so good to talk to you, Dinya. And I'm so excited that there are more sisters out there like you in the community, doing these things online, like making other women feel like there's nothing wrong with them. It's it's okay. And if you want to check out Dinya, Dinya is um, online. How do you, with your, with your Instagram, sis, what is it like? With love Dinya, right? Uh, yep, that's it. And uh -huh. Dinya is D-O-N-I-A, yeah, alhamdulillah. So alhamdulillah, thank you so much for being with us. And inshallah, we look so forward to everything that you're doing and um, check her out on Instagram. And I know she has like other stuff up and coming that she's maybe not um, just doing just yet. But if you keep in, keep an eye on her and follow her, I'm sure you'll see all the good stuff that's coming down the pipeline. But thank you again, sis. It was so good to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it a lot. And I love everything you do. You know, may Allah reward you and all the sisters and all the communities that you built and continue to build. Alhamdulillah. I mean, Yalla Alameen, the same to you. Jazakal khair. All right, ladies, we'll see you in the next one. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.